Hey, boys and girls, we are back to Beezus and Ramona, so make sure you have your book with you. We are starting on page 53 today. Boys and girls, it is Thursday, April 2nd today, so I hope you had a great day yesterday on April Fool's Day. Did you play any tricks on anybody? I know I didn't. Luke and Adam aren't really into tricksters anymore, but hopefully you found something that made you smile yesterday. We had to look at some really cool drawings of Ralph, so thank you for sharing those. They made me smile as I thought about you and the personality that you have and the images that you came up with. So if you haven't done what I asked, please make sure that you get those submitted to Seesaw so that everyone can share in your imaginative creativity of what Ralph looks like. And make sure that you're answering the questions each day and submitting them because remember that's part of the assignment and that's part of the distant learning and that's also part of making sure that you are expanding your brain with the knowledge from reading the story. So boys and girls, today you'll have three more questions to answer when we are done, and then we'll be done with chapter two today. So we are starting on page 53. Hopefully by now you found your book, found a comfortable place to sit and listen, maybe have a blanket or a stuffed animal with you. So let's get started on page 53. Beezus dipped her brush into green paint and outlined a wing against the sky. Next, she outlined the body of the horse and a long tail that hung down. It was a magnificent horse. At least Beezus hoped it looked magnificent when she finished it. Anyway, it was big because Miss Robbins liked her artist to cover the whole paper. Quickly and neatly, Beezus filled in the outline of the horse because Miss Robbins, who was looking at Celia's picture, would look at hers next. Somehow the horse was not exactly what Beezus had in her mind's eye. But even so, compared to whatever Celia was painting, a green horse with wings was really a very good imaginary animal. And except for a few soggy places in the sky, her work was much neater than Celia's. Beezus waited for Miss Robbins to point this out. Instead, Miss Robin said, Celia, your picture is work to be proud of. It is a difficult thing to get to be as free as this. Then Miss Robbins moved on to Beezus, her long earrings swinging forward as she leaned over the drawing board. Beezus waited anxiously. Maybe her picture wasn't so good after all. If Miss Robbins liked a gray line winding around a lot of purple dots. Maybe she wouldn't like a flying horse. Maybe she liked things with no special shape, like those earrings. You have to, a good sky, even if it is a little wet, said Miss Robbins. Beezus was disappointed. Anybody could have a good sky. Miss Robbins continued to study the picture. Try to think how a horse would look if it were really flying. Beezus tried to think. What about the tail? asked Miss Robbins. Wouldn't the tail fly out behind instead of hanging down? Especially if the wind blew real hard, said Wayne. Can't you make the horse look rounder? asked Miss Robbins. Think how a horse looks with the sun shining on him. Part of him would be in shadow. Not that horse, said Wayne. She just copied it off of a mobile gas billboard. Only she made it green instead of red. I did not, said Beezus indignantly. Then she stared at her painting again. Now that Wayne pointed it out, she could see her horse did look like the one on the mobile gas billboard at the service station where her father bought gasoline. 
He was a flat cardboard horse, not a magnificent horse at all. Her horse wasn't even as good as the horse on the billboard because instead of flying, instead of a flying tail, he had a tail that hung down like, well, like a mop. Oh, boys and girls, if the tail hung down like a mop, what kind of speech is that? I hope in your head you thought simile, right? When we compare things using like or as, that's a simile. The hair was like a mop. We are on page 56, boys and girls. All right, Wayne, said Miss Robbins. I'm sure Beezus did not mean to copy anything from a billboard. No, I didn't, said Beezus mournfully. I was only trying to change a real animal around to make it imaginary, but I just don't have imagination is all. Why, Beezus, of course you have imagination. Miss Robbins sounded shocked at the idea of anyone not having imagination. My little sister has lots of imagination, said Beezus. Everybody says so. Miss Robbins smiled reassuringly. That doesn't mean that you don't have any. I think your trouble is that you work too hard. You don't have to be so neat. Why don't you start another painting and just try to have a good time with your paints? Beezus looked uncertain. It was a nice change to have a grown-up tell her she didn't have to be neat, but she didn't understand how she could paint a good picture unless she worked at it. If only she had some imagination, like Ramona. But no, Miss Robin said everybody had imagination. Well, if she had imagination, where was it? Why wasn't it helping her with her imaginary animal? All she could think of was that cardboard horse on the billboard. I'm going to stop a minute here, boys and girls. And I want you to remember how we read yesterday that Ramona has imagination. And she is really jealous of that. Beezus is really jealous of that. And remember how we also talked about how Beezus really wants her picture in the middle of the wall. And that was a question you had to answer yesterday. Maybe that's also bugging her, right? Because Beezus never has had her picture in the middle of the wall. And that still seems to be a really important thing to her. We're on page 57. The first paragraph, I guess, on page 57. Beezus glanced at Ramona, who had been surprisingly quiet for a long time, to see how she was coming along with her picture of Ralph. Except for the stripe of the sky at the top, Ramona's paper was blank. Now she dipped her brush in yellow paint, divided the hairs of the brush into three tufts, and pressed them on the paper, leaving a mark like the track of a bird. That's not the way to use a paintbrush, said Beezus, unless you're getting paint on your fingers. Page 58. Look, Ralph's feet mark, explained Ramona, paying no attention to Beezus. You mean footprints? corrected Beezus. Now go on and paint the rest of Ralph. Feet marks, said Ramona stubbornly, making more footprints across the paper. And I can't paint him because he's just pretend. Oh, well, thought Beezus. Maybe making footprints isn't good for the brush, but it keeps her quiet. She dabbed her own brush in green paint and tried to stir up her imagination. She felt a little encouraged because Ramona was having trouble too. Hey, interrupted Wayne in a loud voice. She's licking my sucker. Ramona, be 
Jesus was horrified to see Ramona, no longer interested in footprints, calmly sucking Wayne's grape-flavored lollipop. Ramona, put that down this instant. You're not supposed to lick other people's suckers. Oh, you give me that. Wayne made a grab for his lollipop. No, screamed Ramona, trying to hold it out of his reach. I want it. Ramona, give it to me, ordered Beezus. It's all germy. You mean she's getting germs on it, said Wayne. Give it to me. The rest of the class stopped painting to watch. Wayne made another grab for his lollipop. This time he grabbed Ramona by the wrist. Let go of her, said Beezus angrily. Ramona howled as Wayne tried to pry her fingers loose from the lollipop stick. He knocked over his muffin tin, which flipped into the air, spattering paint all over the table, the drawing boards, and the floor. Ramona was splashed with red and yellow paint. Blue and green ran down Wayne's jeans onto his sneakers. A pool of brown paint dripped off the table onto the floor. Think about that, boys and girls, on page 59. Have we ever had that big of a mess in room 14 when we've been painting? Well, I know we've had water spill all over. I know sometimes paint gets on our tables, but maybe never on our pants or maybe ever on our sneakers. But we've had our share of messes with painting in room 14. Take a look at page 60. On page 60 in my book, I see Beezus and Ramona and Wayne trying to pry the sucker out of there. Their mouths are open. You see the paints flying. It's a pretty good image of what we just read about. Page 60. Now see what you did, said Wayne, after he pried his sucker out of Ramona's fist. See what you did, contradicted Beezus, picking on my little sister like that. She picked up the paper towel and sucker... The sucker had been resting on and began to wipe the spatters off Ramona, who continued to howl. Boys and girls, Miss Robbins raised her voice. Let's be quiet. When the room is quiet, I know you are thinking. Lots of people don't know you have to think while you paint. Then she turned to Wayne. All right, Wayne, you may get a damp cloth and wipe up the paint. I'm sorry, Miss B. Miss Robbins, said Beezus. I want the sucker, screamed Ramona. Suddenly, Beezus decided she had had enough. This art class was one place where Ramona was not supposed to be. She was supposed to play in the sand pile. Mother had said so. She was not supposed to upset the class and spoil everything with one of her tantrums. Beezus made up her mind she was going to do something about it and right now, too. Though, she didn't know what. What's that word that they've used a lot in this story to describe Ramona? If you said exasperating or thought exasperating, ding, 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 that was great. Let's go on, page 62. Ramona, stop that this instant, Beezus ordered. Go out and play in the sand pile where you belong or I'll, I'll... Frantically, Beezus tried to think what she could do. Then she had an inspiration. Or I'll tickle you, she finished. I guess I do have some imagination after all, she thought triumphantly. Instantly, Ramona stopped crying. She hugged herself and stared at Beezus. Don't tickle, Beezus, she begged. Please don't tickle. Then go out and play in the sand pile like mother says you're supposed to, said Beezus. 
Don't tickle, shrieked Ramona as she scrambled down from her stool and ran out the door. Well, thought Beezus, it worked. It really worked. Boys and girls, if Ramona does not like to be tickled and she's shrieking, don't tickle, one could infer she doesn't like to be tickled. Maybe some of you don't like to be tickled. That's okay. Page 62, the last paragraph, the last line, boys and girls, and then we'll go to page 63. Feeling suddenly lighthearted, she tacked a fresh sheet of paper to her drawing board and sat staring at it. Maybe Ramona didn't have so much imagination after all, if she couldn't draw a picture of an imaginary green lizard. Well, if Ramona couldn't paint a picture of Ralph, she could. Couldn't she? Ramona was not the only one in the family with imagination. So there. Biza seized her brush and painted in another sky with fresh strokes. Then she dipped her brush into green paint and started to outline a lizard on her paper. Let's see, what did a lizard look like? She could not remember. It didn't matter much anyway, not for an imaginary animal. She had started the lizard with such brave, bold strokes that it took up most of the paper and looked more like a dragon. Beezus promptly decided the animal was a dragon. Dragons breathed fire, but she did not have any orange paint. And she was so late in starting this picture that she didn't want to take time to mix any. She dipped her brush into pink paint instead and made flames come out of the dragon's mouth. Only they didn't look like flames. They looked more like spun sugar candy. Beezus once had eaten at the circus. And a dragon breathing clouds of pink candy was more fun than an ordinary flame breathing dragon. So spun sugar candy would be like our cotton candy that some of you maybe like and get crazy on because it's full of sugar. Page 64. Forgetting everyone around her, Beezus made the pink clouds bigger and fluffier. Dragons had pointed things down their backs, so Beezus made rows of spines down the back. They did not look quite right. More like slanting sticks than spines. Oh, lollipop sticks, of course. At that, Beezus laughed to herself. Naturally, a dragon that breathes pink spun sugar would have lollipops on its back. Eagerly, she dipped her brush into red paint and put a strawberry lollipop on one of the sticks. She painted a different flavor on each stick, finishing with a grape-flavored lollipop like the one Wayne and Ramona had shared. Page 65. Then she held her drawing board at arm's length. She was pleased with her dragon. It was funny and colorful and really imaginary. Beezus wondered what she should do next. Then she remembered that Miss Robbins often said it was important for an artist to know when to stop painting. Maybe she'd spoil her picture if she added anything else. No, just one more touch. She dipped her brush in yellow paint and gave the dragon an eye. A lemon drop eye. There, her imaginary animal was finished. By that time, it was 4.30 and most of the boys and girls had put away their drawing boards and washed their muffin tins. Several mothers who had come for their children were wandering around the room looking at the paintings. Page 66. Those who have finished, washed your hands clean, said Miss Robbins. We're washing our hands clean a lot these days. And I mean clean. 
Then she came across the room to Beezus. Why, Beezus, she exclaimed, this is a picture to be proud of. I didn't know whether a dragon should have lollipops on his back or not, but they were fun to paint, said Beezus. Of course he can have lollipops on his back. It's a splendid idea. After all, no one has ever seen a dragon, so no one knows how one should look. Miss Robbins turned to several of the mothers and said with admiration in her voice, Here's a girl with real imagination. Beezus smiled modestly at her toes meaning she was kind of shy and maybe embarrassed, while the mothers admired her picture. We'll tack this in the very center of the wall for next week's classes to see, said Miss Robbins. <gasps> Did you hear that? We'll tack it in the very center of the wall. Beezus did it. She accomplished the one thing that she's wanted to for a really long time. Yay, Beezus. Page 67. It was fun to paint, confided Beezus, her face flushed with pleasure. Once again, flushed with pleasure, meaning she's red, she's embarrassed, her cheeks are red, maybe she's a little hot because her face is all red. Of course it was, said Miss Robbins, as she carefully placed the picture in the center of the wall. Didn't I tell you you worked too hard at painting before? Beezus nodded. That was the wonderful thing about it, she thought, as she scrubbed out her muffin tins, page 68. Her dragon had been fun, while her flying horse had been work. And she had imagination. Maybe not as much as Ramona, but real imagination just the same. Here's a girl with real imagination, Miss Robinson said. A girl with real imagination. A girl with real imagination. Beezus thought as she left the building and ran across the park to the sand pile. Come on, Ramona, it's time to go home, she called to her little sister, who was happily sprinkling sand on a sleeping dog. And let's not forget Ralph, good old Ralph. That's it for today, boys and girls, as far as our reading goes. We will start tomorrow on chapter three. So, boys and girls, before you click me off for today, a couple things that you need to do. Actually, there's three things I'd like you to do. One thing is I would like you now to draw your own creature. Yesterday, I had you draw what you thought Ralph looked like. But now today, what kind of creature would you draw? If you want to replicate or reproduce or Try to draw what Beezus did in the book, totally, completely fine. Or if you want to come up with your own imaginary creature, that is awesome too. I just want to see your great creatures and your great creativity. So that's number one. Number two, boys and girls, a couple of questions. And remember, you can write these on your whiteboard and then show the answers to me. Or you can type them in an email to me or you can write them on a piece of paper. Anyhow you want to do it, I just want to see these two answers. So number one, of course, was draw your own creature and then put it on Seesaw so that we can share it out. The two questions for today. Number one, how was Ralph helpful in the end? And how did Beezus's attitude change toward Ralph? Because at the end, the very end, it said, and let's not forget Ralph, good old Ralph. So question. How did Ralph become helpful in the end and Beezus's attitude, how did it change toward Ralph? And your second question, boys and girls, would why did Beezus have to start her drawing over? Okay, once again, 
Why was Ralph helpful and how did Bezos' attitude change is your first question. Your second question is, why did Bezos need to start her drawing over? Have an amazing day, boys and girls, and I can't wait to see your creatures. Check in tomorrow as we read Chapter 3, Ramona and Ribsy, starting on page 69. See you later.